Hey guys, what's going on? It's Dave Mormon, the home service business coach. I'm excited for this one. Um, this is a recording that I actually did for a training on the key steps you got to walk through to get your service business uh, or your cleaning business to $50,000 per month. Now, most of you will have some element of seasonality. So you may have some months higher than this. You may have some generally lower but this is gonna kind of be your roadmap, your framework of how to grow your service business to about half a million dollars. So this isn't theory, I'm just pulling out of thin air. I've done this with um, three businesses now, uh, my painting businesses and now my cleaning business and Christmas light business. I've also helped others do that uh, within my high level coaching program. And so uh, I've got the roadmap here for you. So um, I, for this one, I would suggest, you know, getting a pen, getting a paper or some notes and being ready to capture uh, some of the learning here. I also have this one up visually on my YouTube channel. So, you know, if you want the visual support of the guideline, uh, just put into YouTube home service business coach and you'll find this video on my channel. But for those of you tuning in on audio, get ready to listen, take some notes because this one's awesome, will be the framework for getting you to 50K per month. So hope you found some great value in it. Uh, and I appreciate you listening. So I'll let you run here with the recording. Uh, take care, God bless, and get ready to learn. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, what is going on, you guys? I am super excited for this training we're going to be diving into. Um, so I get a lot of people asking, you know, what what setup is best for my business? And so what I've wanted to do is craft a training around what is what I believe a very simple place you can get to in your home service business. Doesn't matter your cleaning, your painting, your hauling junk, whatever you're doing. Um, this basic structure is going to help get to your goal of a fifty thousand dollar month. Now, I want to let you know. 50K a month basically works out to, you know, 500 grand, 600 grand a year. It's a great place to be in business, um, but it is not one where you can kind of, you know, get there and then sit back and the business runs without you. It's kind of like you've got different checkpoints in business. And this one is like a sweet spot to get to. Um, beyond that, you know, you're really going to free up your time because you can put more middle level management into your into your business. Uh, and really free up your time and increase your earning potential. But this is a great kind of first marker to get to. Um, a lot of businesses don't even get to this point. Um, so I just wanted to break it down, right? You guys all know I, I have a high level coaching program where we deep dive into how to do this. Um, but I wanted to create a training just more generally on like, what are the actual steps, right? I don't want you to get lost in like, there's 110 modules to do. It's just like comes down to what do we actually need to kind of take care of um, on a sequential basis and what do we got to do next? So I want to dive in here. I broke it down for you step by step and just hope that you can get a ton of value 
um, from this training. So the first one is the setup, right? So we really got to design the business before we actually start the business. Too many of us just jump out, get a pressure washer and boom, you're in business. I did it myself, right? Went to Home Depot, got a Ryobi pressure washer. You think that you know what you're doing, but really you see, oh my goodness, there's so much more to this business than just the actual pressure washing. So we've got to dial in our finances, right? You want to get your bank account set up. You don't want to be commingling your funds personally with your business. You want your business sustaining itself, paying for itself, creating profit, reinvesting that profit to grow the business. That is the trick how to scale this thing up. Um, you want to get your QuickBooks set up for bookkeeping, payroll set up, as you'll see with this structure, 50K a month. You're going to need some employees that you're going to need to pay. So we want to get set up with a payroll provider, create a very simple system around that. And then the last kind of ninja hack, guys, um, you need to get a really good accountant. Okay, As you make more income in this business, um, being smart with taxes and how much taxes you're paying, how much income do you pay yourself, how much do we leave in the account for a future growth, how do we reconcile our chart of accounts to the IRS or the CRA, all these things are very important. Um, that I would guess you're not going to be an expert in. I'm not an expert in, but I've got a rock star accountant that handles all that for me. So get set up basically with uh, your finances in these in these simple ways, right? Before you get started. Second is just marketing, right? We want to have a killer name, killer logo that really speaks to our ideal customer. Tells us um, tells our customer what we do, right? Your Google My Business setup. This is going to be important as well. Um, when you get your business started, SEO is typically not on your side, right? Search engines want to see businesses that have been in business for a number of time, uh, and it actually you know can tell the search engines, okay, this person's legit. They've got a well coded website. It talks about the Google My Business. There's regular updates going on uh, as well. So really important there. And then social media, right? Get all your handles for Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, like get all this stuff set up before you get going. Make sure that it's all cohesive and works well together. Um, from an administrative perspective, right? Setting up a CRM, very important. We're on Jobber. We love it. It's, it's what I found the most simple CRM. There are other ones out there, um, but setting up a CRM, guys, is not like a five hour task you can just do on a Saturday. It could take like a hundred hours to properly set up a CRM. It's gonna be, or maybe even more than that, but it's gonna be the brain of your business. It's how your business is going to operate and stay organized. So get on a CRM, especially if you're growing over that $100,000 marker, you need a place where all your customers are gonna be in. Uh, your schedule can be, you can collect payment, like everything, one-stop shop, very important. Um, two other things. Legal, right? You got to incorporate, or if you're in the in the states, you know you want to look at uh, an LLC or S corp. You want to get all this stuff dialed in, so you actually know is your business structured properly. Good legal counsel can help you with that. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I've set up my business that the liability is detached from me personally. So my business, I view it over here as a living, growing organism and and dave mormon i'm over here personally they are you know connected in that i own it but they're not connected from a liability perspective so as you scale up you get employees crazy stuff could happen you want to make sure you're properly set up uh, incorporated and second point right here insurance right there's too many people posting on facebook groups oh how much do you pay for liability insurance oh could i save 50 dollars a month like 
don't be looking for the cheapest insurance, right? Because as you get employees, good quality insurance that has great coverage could save your rear end in the event of something crazy happen. Okay. So just don't go for the cheapest for insurance. Go for the best. Get someone really good who knows your industry, who knows where you need coverage. Uh, it's hard to plan for in the event of, but you want to, I would rather pay a bit more knowing that I have some more coverage given that I'm growing and have employees and things can happen. Lastly, this is one we neglect, right? Planning for the future, having proper vision casting, telling where's this business going to go in three years, five years, having an organizational chart set up and having core values are going to guide everything that you do in your home service business. And, you know, saying to set up properly wouldn't be complete without mentioning this. Um, these last few points, I didn't make these things up, right? I borrowed from uh, one of my mentors, Michael Gerber, wrote the book, uh, The E-Myth Revisited. If you've not read it, read it. If you've read it, read it again. I've read it 13 times now. I try to read it every single year um, that I'm in business, at least, um, so I can keep learning and growing from it. But creating a vision, org chart, core values, very important. And as I said off the top, I dive deep, guys, on all of this in my high-level coaching program. I want to give you free training here. Um, but if we really want to get in the nitty-gritty and how-to and help you do it and hold your hand, that's more for a formal coaching program. This is more just telling you the roadmap generally. What do you need to do to get to 50K months? Again, not making it up. I'm not an expert, but I've done this with my painting businesses. I've done it with my cleaning business and Christmas light business and whatever home service business I find myself in. I find 50K a month is just a great place to get to and have your business running to give you some more freedom and have a team to help you grow the business too. Second point, marketing, right? Nothing is going to happen, guys. Uh, you, you open up your business, you create a website. It's like you don't build it and they will come. You build it and then you go out and get the people uh, and pull them into your brand and show them how awesome you and your business are. So 50K a month, we're going to need 150 leads per month or 38 leads per week in order to hit our income goal. And so how are we gonna do that? We need to have our brand built out properly to attract premium clients. You should not be competing with your brand with the $99 guy. We'll get into more of that in the sales when I talk about that in a few minutes, but you should have your brand positioned as a premium price provider. You should be attracting the best of the best who wanna do business with your company. They know you won't be the cheapest, but they know they'll great a great experience based on the marketing, right? I'd rather build a brand and have people come to me than have to go out and beg for work. So how are you positioning your brand both online and offline in print, your vehicle wraps, everything that says about your business, what message is that sending? Now, you want to utilize simple marketing channels, right? I'm not a big fan of breaking the bank with tons of paid ad spend. You could go broke very quickly. So these are the best six or seven ways I found to simply put work on our schedule. Get your Google My Business dialed in. Be asking for reviews, get signs set up, right? Signs around the town as well as a sign on your job site. Be flyering, right? You should be putting out hundreds if not thousands of flyers per week. They will get the phone to ring. It's just a numbers game. The, the quickest way, guys, to go out and get work if you're just starting, go door knock. Go door knock in affluent neighborhoods. Watch out for no soliciting signs or HOAs. Literally tell them you're working in your neighborhood. You want to give them a free quote. Easy way to put work on the schedule. Strategic partnerships, another one. Go align with roofers, painters, landscapers, HVAC companies. Go find local service businesses in your area. You can go refer business to uh, and also refer their business to your clients is, is massive. We have a whole revive referral program where we refer other companies and they refer us, right? It's just 
law of reciprocity. No dollars exchanged or weird referral programs. Just literally, these people are legit. They have a 4.8 on Google. They've done thousands of jobs. Call them. They'll take good care of you. Asking for referrals, right? The best marketing, guys, is a happy customer. How can you be asking for referrals? How can you build that in to your technician scripts? What do you say? How do you operate on site so that people will want to tell their neighbors, tell their friends, tell their um, close people in their network how awesome you are? Lastly, guys, this is the best ROI, in my opinion, is to wrap your vehicle that has the most impressions for the lowest cost. Um, but to a good wrap could cost, you know, 3000 could be even $4,000 for something really, really good. So it's not something that most people have just laying around. They can go throw, you know, four grand at a truck wrap. I would save up that money, put it aside, work on um, building out a nice design and then go in and get it wrapped. Because I would say within one to two months, you'd have that wrap paid back just on new business coming in from people coming up to your truck. These are all outbound marketing meth methods. The one I really want to cue on as well and, and not finish up marketing here without saying there's inbound marketing too, guys. Okay. The best way to get more business is just go back to people who've already given you money, right? You've already fished in a pond and reeled up a fish. Why not drop your rod in that same pond and get that same fish to bite maybe on a different piece of bait? So cross selling your services, right? Those of you who do gutters and windows, you should be selling soft washing and you should be selling Christmas lights. And so you should constantly be talking to your customers via phone, via email and via postcards. That's how we want to stay in touch with them. For my business, if we look at, say we're doing 50K a month, I would say 20 to $25,000 of that work will come from uh, already our existing base of clients just rebooking in or wanting another service. Um, they're already on our CRM and it's just a matter of quoting them and scheduling them. So that's marketing, okay? So I've got seven steps here I'm gonna be walking through. So this is number three we're on already, is finances, okay? So most home service business owners, of all the people that I coach and have coached, the number one problem is they do not know the numbers in their own business, right? They're technicians turned into entrepreneurs, but they never learned the numbers in their business. And so this is something I'm very passionate about, something we spend in my high level coaching program, a lot of discussion around how do we dial in the numbers in our business. And so for this level of business, company size, half million dollars, you should be making 20% net profit per month um, in, in your business. So if you do 500,000, there should be a hundred thousand dollars on the bottom line by time. Everything's all dialed in. That's how, uh, it should be looking. Now, if you want a template for that, feel free to get a hold of me. Um, I've been circulating one around where, what a budget of a half million dollar business looks like. Um, I've laid all that out. So we dive it into, into even deeper detail in my coaching program. You get your customized numbers dashboard where we can dial in what is your budget for each line item in your business? But not just that, how can we actually cost it in real time and see actually how much we've spent? So for example, you know, technician labor, say you're budgeting $150,000. If we're already in September and we've already spent $138,000, well, the chances are with this much year left, months left in our year, we're gonna jump over that mark based on how we're trending. So you can measure out what are we budgeting for and how are we actually doing on a spend? And so that's what your numbers dashboard does. It talks from budget to actual and shows you exactly how you're doing. Um, and, and this is something guys is so important that for my business, 
I'm on our dashboard about two hours per week, just looking at where we're spending, how we're doing, how things are going. So very important to get that set up. Um, profit first bank accounts, right? Check out um, Mike Michalowicz's book on profit first. I didn't make this up, but it's a very important process to follow. And that's going to not only ensure you pay yourself and you're profitable, but you have money set aside to, for taxes as well as for future growth of the business. Again, I don't think you should need an angel investment or a big chunk of money to grow this thing. You should be profitable from your first truck. Take that profit, reinvest, keep continue to grow, right? Just this flywheel consistency effect. Pricing is a big one, guys. You got to tie your pricing to your annual budget, right? Too many of you are figuring out your pricing just based on, uh, oh, I'll call three competitors and we will, you know, come up with the price and we'll go off that, right? If your competitor says $700 for a house wash, you're going to go in at like 630, you know, and just kind of cut the market just a little bit and think that gets work. It is not a good way to get work. You set your pricing based on the cost of your business and how you've set that out in your annual budget on your dashboard. Again, something we deep dive in my coaching program, but you can't just set your pricing based on what the market is charging because 98% of your competitors are all underbidding their jobs anyways. So it's just like the blind leading the blind and it's a terrible way to run your business and a great way to not make this 20% net profit. So get your pricing set up properly. You got to know the percentages, guys, in your numbers dashboard, knowing the percent for each line item in your business, right? You could ask me, hey, Dave, what is the percent of fuel that you spend relative to your total revenue in your business? Or what is direct technician labor, right? What's the labor for your, your team to go out and do the cleaning? Or how much is your accountant cost each month? And what is that percent of your business? You need to know all these numbers in your business. And then lastly is cash flow planning, right? A lot of you have a seasonal run business. So May, June, July, you're like flush with cash, right? Going great. Then you hit summer slowdown right now, August, September, it really dips down. And if you run Christmas lights, it like shoots right back up. So you gotta be smart with cash flow planning and know, okay, this month, how much are we gonna be making? How much is in the account that I can actually invest into growth to continue to grow um, this business, what months are going to be flush with cash and what months are going to be a little more thin, right? January, February, typically most people aren't cleaning up in home services. They're just trying to get through the winter to make it through to March to actually get the dollars coming back in the door. So finance is a huge one, guys. I would plead with you, get some help. If it's not in my high level coaching program, look for someone who's more of an expert to help you get these finances dialed in in your business. Because the biggest problem contractors have they're extremely, uh, very easy to stay busy, right? Oh, I'm so busy, so busy. How's business? Very busy. Great. Very easy, right? So easy. The bar's so low to stay busy, but to stay profitable, it's like, ooh, I don't really want to talk about that, right? We're staying busy, but I'm not sure how much I'm making. That's where you need to shine a flashlight in your business and get the finances dialed in. It's the only way you get to 50K a month, but if you don't do it prof profitably, uh, I'm not going to be super happy for you and you're not going to be happy with yourself. All right, quick drink of uh, coffee here. I'm doing this Saturday morning, got, got a Starbucks. Uh, number four here, sales, okay? So um, we wanna hit this 50K month. We're gonna have 150 leads come in. That means we're gonna need to book 60 jobs per month at an AJS or average job size of $850, okay? That's gonna kick us back 50,000 booked per month. So how are we gonna end up doing that? So you've got 150 estimates coming in. And quickly before we do that, 
I want to just clarify one quick thing for those of you very detailed. Yes, there's something called lead slippage. So if we get 150 leads, we're probably not going to be doing 150 estimates. Some people will call in and want, say, painting when your soft washing business doesn't do painting or, you know, whatever. People call in for other things you don't do. So for purposes of this example, we're going to just say the marketing leads match what we're going to be quoting and lead slippage is at zero, but usually lead slippage could be five, 10, 15%, um, whatever it is in your business. So 150 estimates performed per month at a 40% closing ratio, that's gonna yield us 60 jobs for the month. So how on earth are we gonna execute 150 estimates per month? Now, a little bit of a yin and yang teamwork here, right? So we're gonna have 38 estimates done per week. Now, in my next little blurb I'm gonna talk about, you're gonna have an office administrator, okay? And this office administrator is gonna be really good on the phone and be able to figure out when someone's calling in, do we physically need to go quote this in person or can I handle this over the phone, um, you know, handle it on Google Street View kind of thing. So we're gonna have the office do about half and you're gonna do half um, as the sales consultant. So at this company size, guys, your best use of time in your business among running the million things is actually gonna be like the best salesperson in your business, okay? Your office admins probably gonna book about 200,000, 250 uh, of the 500 and you're gonna have to go sell the other 250 in person. So you're gonna be doing 18 quotes per week. Now you might think, how on earth am I gonna do that? Well, you're gonna be block scheduling your time, okay? You're gonna be doing estimates two and a half days per week. So if I was you, what I did back in the day, I'd go Tuesday, Thursday are my quoting days. Uh, office admin, please set me up every hour, you know, quote at eight, nine, 10, 11, lunch break, and then one, two, three, and four. Um, and, and schedule them where I'm going out for say half hour at a time, meeting with a homeowner. If you're quoting soft washing guys, you shouldn't have to be there for an hour and a half to sell the job, right? If you're selling a painting job, that's, you know, $7,500. Yeah, it might take an hour, hour and a half to actually be there with the customer. But for small jobs, guys, $1,000, $1,500 jobs should be pretty quick, right? 30 minutes, you're in and out, person's either buying or they're not. So I would go Tuesday, Thursday, I was quoting, and then Friday morning, you can fill me up for in-person quotes as well. And I'm going to run the business um, in between the, the time off that I have from actually quoting. So um, you want to kind of have that set up where office admin can do the small stuff. You can go quote the larger stuff in person. 40% close rate. If you're really good in sales, you could sell at 50 to 60%. If you're not so good, you might be at 30. 40 is pretty conservative. I, I would like to see you you know, 45 to 55, somewhere in there. You're selling at 80%, you're too cheap. You're selling at 20%, you, you're probably too expensive and you're not conveying the value enough to customers. So 40%, 45, 50, anywhere in there is a, a good place to be in this industry. Uh, last point on sales, you wanna have packages, okay, to offer clients more value and boost ticket sizes. So in the soft washing space, for example, you wanna have a good, better, and best, or a gold, silver, bronze, right? And so it's really important that you give customers options where, hey, we can bundle up the driveway and the gutters and actually put you in our premium package where we just take care of everything, it's gonna cost this, you know? Or if, hey, you're selling the place and you just want you know, you're, you're this thing done. Well, boom, it's just going to simply be this. And then a lot of people are going to kind of choose that middle silver package is typically most popular. And you can do this with everything, right? 
in HVAC plumbing. You can set this up. Um, you can set this up with uh, painting, right? Your inside, just walls is going to be basic. Walls and trim is going to be silver package. And then walls, trim, and ceilings and doors, everything, premium package, right? There's always going to be those premium buyers in any market. You want to give them the option to get the best of the best because some people just want the very best of the best, right? So very important. You get your sales structured. You build out your schedule that you can actually go sell in person. I'm a huge fan of in-person sales. Um, you know, I, I still think you can sell over the phone for small things, yes, but a lot of stuff like roof cleaning, house washing, painting projects, always best just to get somebody there who's knowledgeable to talk intelligently to the customer. So that's step four is, is sales. Now, what I've told you thus far, is kind of all things that you, the owner, can kind of do, you know, and you don't really need like a, a team necessarily yet. But in step five, six, seven, that's where it's like, wow, we're actually going to be getting a team. And if you want a resource for this, please read the book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. I'll say it again. Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. He talks about delegating, right? And getting out of your own way as a business owner. And this is one where we really get trapped between our ears with our mindset thinking we need to do everything to be Superman, right? It shouldn't be that hard to get to 50K months if you have a team in place. So that's where step number five here starts with having a strong office administrator to run the back end of your business, okay? So this can start in a part-time role, right? You could start this half-time. Say you're going to work mornings for four or five days a week, 20 hours a week. As we continue to grow the company, you can move to 30, 40 hours per week, okay? You just want to get the right person on board to do this position. And again, if you're doing $200,000 uh, uh, per year, you're going to be spending 20 to 24 hours a week right now on your CRM, picking up phones, scheduling people, answering emails, doing social media, like doing all these things that you should be taking this hat right off and putting it on to somebody who can do this for you so that you can work on higher level things to continue to grow the business. That's the trick to this. If you even want to go to 80 or 100K months or 200K months, it's always just replacing yourself and putting someone in the role and then stepping back and going into this coaching role, right? You got to do that in these different areas of the business. But the admin one is just so important. For me, I had a hard time taking this hat off because I'm, as a person, extremely detail-oriented and organized. And I loved scheduling and dragging things around and color coding and making schedules and doing this and doing that. But it came to a point where our business's growth stood still for a number of months and I couldn't figure out why, but it's because I had this office admin hat on. I had to take it off and find someone very skilled in the role who could take that time from me and I could then move my 25, 30 hours a week of doing all this office admin and turn it into like a 90 minute meeting per week. Like every Monday, how did we do? How did the last week go? Um, called the goal setting and review meeting. It's a leadership technique that you can utilize. So. Without getting too far down the rabbit hole, back to admin can start in a part-time role. This person's going to be answering all the phones and emails. Um, they're going to be scheduling two crews as we talk about production in the two minutes from now. Um, this person's going to be scheduling both the crews. They're going to be scheduling you for all those in-person estimates, right? You're going to be doing 18 quotes per week. You're not picking up the phone. That person's just literally scheduling into your schedule. So you can just look at your phone on the app, on your CRM app, whatever you're using, and see where you're going each day. This person, big 
One's going to be sending quotes, right? You might look at office admin as not generating revenue or, you know, kind of dead weight in the company. Definitely not the case. A good office admin should be sending out quotes, booking jobs into the schedule. Um, the scheduling component, guys, is just a huge burden off your back for somebody to take this over and just fully be the quarterback of scheduling. And then lastly, some of you asked me like, oh, I want to get an office admin, but I'm having a hard time filling up their hours. Well, look at getting them to do a light marketing duty, right? Social media posting could be an hour a day, right? Putting content onto LinkedIn, onto Instagram, onto Facebook, posting your stuff into local Facebook community groups, right? There's all these different marketing methods that this office admin could be doing. Um, I, uh, office admin I had was very skilled in marketing. And so we got them writing blogs and writing email campaigns and, you know, looking into our Facebook ads. So I don't want to say make this role like so big and holistic because it's going to be hard to get somebody. But if you're at the point you're like, I need a few more tasks for them to do, look at social media posting, right? Owners don't post on social media because they don't have the time. This will create the time and then give them the content, right? Hire a local photographer get you a hundred photos and put that into a Dropbox or a Google Drive so your office admin can just literally take those photos and trickle them out online, right? Very important comes back to building your brand. So you can get a rock star office admin guys to run the back end of your business. Once you have one, you'll be like, my goodness, what was I, what was I doing? Um, and it, it's a much easier role, in my opinion, to hire for than the technician role, which we're going to talk about right now. So that's step number five, you get to 50K months. Could you do it without an office admin? You probably could, but you're going to be going crazy and you're not sustainable to get to that next step in your business. All right, step six of seven here is production. Okay, so we want $50,000 months. Depending on your services, I've set up this plan. You're going to have two vehicles that are going to do $25,000 a month each. Now, if you're in soft washing, you could do thirty dollars or $40,000 months, but if you're gutter window cleaning, you could be more like 15, 20, maybe 25. So I just picked a blend in the middle, but what might end up happening, depending on your services, you might need two vehicles with two people in each crew. You might have a floater crew with just an individual person, right? Let's say you're gutter cleaning, window cleaning, you've got two crews of two, great. But then you know all those small jobs that come in, those three, $400 little jobs, someone could take, you know, go do three of those a day. That's where you'd be scheduling your, your single crew. So you do have an option here. You could have a third crew uh, potentially to, to get you there. But we want to just keep this as simple as possible for this example. So the rubber needs to re meet the road here, right? You've done all this stuff. You got the phone to ring. You sold the job. You got the office person. You scheduled the crew. We still haven't actually got dollars in the door until the service actually gets completed. So in production, this is what can really bog owners down is actually getting involved with the actual production. So we got to get you off the truck and we've got to get your replacement hired. Now I understand there's a labor shortage and there's government money and it's getting harder and harder to put people in our trucks to do the services. I understand that doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means that it's more difficult. And if you think about it, if you're going to have a crew go out and fetch the company $25,000 of work per month, well, these people don't just fall out of the sky, right? That's a big thing to ask. You got to actually put in some time to actually go get the right people on your team. Now, notice I didn't say go recruit and get someone right away in this training. First step, we need to build out the technician role with SOPs, right? With standard operating procedures. So this includes 
written text and also video training. So you got to be documenting exactly what do you do on the job site and how can we get that person to replace you, right? So we got to take the info out of your brain, put it into a training program. A lot of owners have it all stuck right here, right? I'm the best on site, only I can do it. It's a very ego-driven attitude that's not going to allow you to scale up this business. So we got to build out this role. Next step, we're going to recruit, interview, and onboard. Now, these are three big words which will require time from you, the owner. Um, but when you can get the right rock star on your team, this all becomes worth it. So we got to build in how are we getting people, how are we interviewing them, how are we onboarding. This is a whole nother discussion and something we dive much deeper in my high-level coaching program, but it is a necessary step that you're going to need to take and build out in your business. Now, this is a big one. Purchase pre-owned vehicle, uh, I'm a big fan of, right? I don't want to be sinking tons and tons of money into a brand new vehicle. To, in my opinion, I'd rather buy pre-owned and wrap the thing, make it look great, right? We'll buy a 15-year-old vehicle, we'll wrap it, and it'll look like it's like four or five years old if you keep it regularly clean. So you want roof racks, and then as I said earlier, as funds are available, get the thing wrapped, make it look really professional. Another point, just keep the tools and equipment basic, guys. Don't break the bank here. You can always upgrade later, right? I started with a Ryobi pressure washer, and then I got a basic Honda 2700 PSI. Then we got the 4100 PSI. Then we upgraded and got soft wash systems. So we're always iterating this process. And I get really passionate about this because I find part of my job in the industry is to shift the conversation from equipment and from doodads and vehicles and shifted into culture and finances and marketing and leadership development and sales and actually growing a, a business, right? That's more what it's about. It's not about these little tactics and strategy, right? If you wanna go buy a new vehicle, by all means go for it. It's just most people that I work with were on constraints of cash flow, right? And so we don't wanna necessarily go out and get this brand new vehicle where there's this massive payments. I'd rather go buy a $4,000 vehicle and use that, you know, pump out 200,000 and then go get something a little bit better. So it all depends on the position that you're in. And I'm just sharing what's worked for me and what's working for the clients that I'm currently coaching. A couple more things here in production. You're going to want to get a job site checklist. So again, detail everything that goes on on the job site. You want to have proper expectations written out. What does a successful job look like? What are the scripts that your team is saying? How are you asking for reviews and referrals? What marketing are you doing on site? All these things need to get written down and documented. Otherwise, they're not going to get done um, on the job site. Uh, safety training is a big one. Very uh, passionate about this. We do in-person safety training every year with my team. We bring in an expert from the safety board to come out and practically teach how do we work safely on ladders with chemicals? How do we work safely on roofs? Um, this is an important one, guys. Again, as you scale up, you want to make sure your employees are following proper procedures and staying safe on the job site. And then lastly is just um, from a legal perspective, again, having proper employment agreements set up you know, non-compete agreements, disciplinary procedures, all these things are important to, to have in the event of you want to have some legal coverage there, right? So we want to train our people the absolute best that we can, but we also don't want them turning around and competing with us. So that's where a non-compete would be very valuable. Discipline, same thing, right? If someone's late or, you know, taking advantage of you or has too long of a leash, well, the disciplinary procedures are going to keep them tethered to like, this is okay and this is over the line, not okay. So you got to get all this stuff dialed in um, with production. 
most pressure wash business owners guys get stuck on the truck because this stuff's not built out and they don't put the proper resources and time into recruiting interviewing and onboarding so this is a very key one you might be nodding along being like yeah i'm totally stuck in production right now it's taking up my time i gotta get this this figured out and that's what this training's for all right last but not least guys is the human resource component step seven okay so we're doing five hundred thousand dollars per year we currently have a team right now four maybe five technicians We've got an office administrator, and then we've got you, the owner, acting in this sales consultant role. Okay, so if you count that up, we have like a six, maybe seven person company. Right now, we're doing half a million. It's great. We've got to walk this line now. If you really want to free up your time, get yourself to a 12 person or so company. Um, that's where you're going to be doing, you know, 750, 850, maybe seven figures, anywhere in there. The thing's going to be running with a lot less of you now because we're going to be putting in some more management structure into our team. So we're going to have two more crews coming on now. So we're going to have crew three, crew four. We're going to be onboarding. We're going to have a problem there, though, right? If we have four crews now that we've got to feed with work and two that are constantly calling you, it's going to be too much. So we want to build out this production manager role, right? I think once you get that third crew going, you need to identify someone on your team or bring someone in who can run your production. That's what's going to take a lot of time. You, the business owner, you know, it's going to go into three things, really the time, like the production problems that come, the office, um, you know, dealing with clients that come scheduling and then sales going out and selling. So we're got to put in our three pillars now, right? You've got your office admin. Now we need to get our production manager in along with the other two crews. And now we've got to get our sales consultant in as well. Now, what I would suggest with this is for you owners that are more sales uh, inclined, and that's a good thing, I think, we got to move you from two and a half days a week from selling. And now we got to get enough work for four crews. So you could be selling all five days if you wanted, but we don't want that, right? We actually want to pull you out more out of the sales role, move from two and a half days a week and move you to one day a week. So for me, it was just Thursdays. I would go out and quote one day a week. I would quote bigger projects, right? Multi-housing complexes, stuff for property managers, bigger commercial buildings, or like very premium affluent residential jobs that maybe I knew the, the customer or something from the past and I would be the best one to go out and do that. But the other five days should be filled for a sales consultant to be quoting, you know, six, seven, eight estimates per day going out meeting with customers. That's what should all get set up so that you can actually feed the beast with four crews and actually be punching out, you know, 80 or $100,000 months. This is kind of the next level that you're heading to. So you've got to have proper recruiting channels set up, right? If we're going to move from six people to 12, you're not just going to have six like amazing rock stars parachute in from the sky with your company brand on the parachute. Like it's just a fantasy, right? It's not going to happen. You need to set up proper recruiting channels and really ask yourself like, hey, what makes your company so awesome to work for? Like, what is it? What do you guys do that's different that would really attract an A player to want to work in your company? Um, it's all about creating a career for somebody rather than just a job, right? The days of like just having a helper come and help you, those days are behind us, guys. We're in this weird time of like before artificial intelligence kicks in. Uh, and it's definitely not someone will just stick in a job now for 30 years like our grandparents generation did, right? It's this weird kind of zone 
pre-artificial intelligence where we're trying to recruit people to do the thing that our company does. So I feel like the best way is to pay more than industry average and have a great company to work for. And that just starts with you, the owner, like building out a really, really good, um, solid company culture. And last point on this, guys, you need an organizational chart, which is going to show the Ascension plan in your company. And this one's so important because as I look at what's built in my business, it's promoting one from within. And we have an organizational chart with all the positions in our company and people can see, hey, I could see myself in this role in the future, in a supervisor role or production management or, you know, operations manager, whatever it is. Um, you want good people want to see ascension, right? They want to see a future. And so you really got to be thinking about human resources. And in my opinion, you can't get to 50K a month unless you're really focused on human resources. So I just want to wrap up here with three notes here just to conclude the training. So at this $500,000 to $600,000 level, you're going to be looking for a production manager, right? And you're also going to want to bring on a third and fourth crew. Now, a quick note on this. Production manager is not necessarily your best technician, right? You want someone very resourceful who can problem solve, who's very organized, great with clients, great with team members, a great fit with your company culture, and who knows the trade, like technically how to do the cleaning. It doesn't necessarily mean that's your best technician, but you got to start looking for this role because the last thing you want is to have four crews phoning you, the owner, when things go wrong. Um, you want to have a manager be responsible for, for running that department. Secondly, you need to free yourself up from that sales consultant role, like I said, right, and hire your replacement. You want to move your sales down to one day per week and be quoting larger projects. So again, that's going to be a key position you want to have your eyes and ears out for is that sales consultant, right? You could look at a commission-only pay. You could look at a base plus commission, which is personally my favorite, um, so that you know they can hit their, their monthly bills but also have some upside based on what they're selling. So those are kind of the two key roles that you want to be looking out for at a high level, assuming you've got up to this point of 50K months. And then the last one, guys, is just managing your finances, right? You've got to be extremely detailed and, and um, take a lot of care at this level because if you hit 500,000, you got to think a 1% change either way in your business, that's going to free up $5,000, right? So if we can look at our SH prices we're paying or our uniform prices or what we pay in payment processing or, you know, how much we're paying our technicians. Like there's all these dials you got to look as a bit of a scientist, look over top on your business and be like, I think we can kind of like tighten up the dials here, move things here, change this around a little bit. You're constantly like tinkering with your budget. And if you could free up two, 3%, that's 10 to $15,000, right? So that's where this gets exciting to really grow and just how much more important the numbers get in your business. And it guides all the decisions in my company is we base it on the numbers, right? Is this a good idea? Well, look at the numbers and make like an informed decision. So this is laying it out for you guys. These are the seven steps you got to do. You got to do the setup. You got to do the marketing, get the phone ringing. We got to really know our finances. Um, we've got to learn to sell high ticket in person. We've got to get a rockstar office administrator to organize the back end of our business. We got to build out production before we go and recruit and hire people. And then we got to put some serious resources behind it. And then we got to be thinking HR, human resources. Where are we going in the future? What's our organizational chart? How do we hire for core values? And how do we identify these key positions opening up in our business? So 
I really thank you for watching. I hope that you found this valuable. Again, I do offer a high-level coaching program where we actually deep dive into this and actually work with you for six months to set all these things up in your business. So if you're finding this is like valuable and attractive, well, wait till you get in behind the curtain into our high-level coaching program. The value is just that much more and you get my personal support to help you build all this out. So if you're looking for help, feel free to reach out. Just send me a message. We'll have a quick chat and I can always get you some more information. Um, but in the meantime, I really hope that you found this training valuable and I wish you all the best as you continue to grow your business. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.